0: The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples The person who is trustworthy in very small matters is also trustworthy in great ones. And the person who is dishonest in very small matters is also dishonest in great ones. If therefore you are not trustworthy with dishonest wealth, who will trust you with true wealth? If you are not trustworthy with what belongs to another, who will give you what is yours? No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. The gospel of the Lord. Good morning. Good morning to all of you that are physically here present and everybody online as we continue with our our live stream, right, where there's a lot of people viewing all over the nation in different locations, thanks be to God, right, as we break open the living word of God, as we we receive Jesus in the Eucharist, whether those who are uh, online spiritually, I know my parents, I mention this a lot, mom and dad, hi mom and dad, um, They're in Greenville, North Carolina, and they're like, yeah, we plug in and we watch, you know, the Mass. Up until the homily, then we turn off and we go to Mass in Greenville, right? So they're just there, and they're like, yeah, we really like what Father Mike says, but son, you need to work on it, you know? No. No, but it's just great to know that my parents are watching online and different people in different parts, cousins from Florida and other people, um, but more importantly, that that we're gathered here, right? That we're here we're here to worship our Lord. And I want to thank in a particular way and welcome those who are here maybe for the first time. I know you're here. We know you're here. The Holy Spirit knows you're here. What's amazing, what's going on, thanks to all of you and the witness you give, people see you get in your, your cars. They see you drive here. They see the effort that it takes. They see you get out. In this parish, it's on, on par with about 12 new families a week registering. Last week, 22 the Holy Spirit's got something going on in Charlotte for sure, but something going on here at this parish, and it's a work of the Holy Spirit. So we come here to worship, and we open our hearts up to our, li- our beloved Lord. Last night, we celebrated kind of ahead of the game. We celebrated our, our patron, our feast day, St. Gabriel, Gabriel the Archangel. We were a little ahead of the game because it was the 17th, and actually the feast of the Archangels, who you see when you come in the church, is the 29th. That's actually my parents' anniversary, and it's their 60th anniversary this year. So congratulations, to Mom and Dad. <laughs> applause from Charlotte, yeah? 60 years. So but for the Feast of the Archangels, you know, we have Raphael on this side and Michael on the other and Gabriel looking at us as we leave, right? We had our feast last night, and one of the things just blew me away, it was so awesome. to see, you know, there are like hundreds of people there. There was a spirit of joy, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, lot of a lot of fellowship, a lot of fun, engaged with faith. And it was great when a, when a grandmother who I know, she just came running. It was almost like literally almost running, like coming up, Father, I gotta, I gotta tell you something, Father, I gotta tell you something. And she was so excited, just lit up with joy. She says, You know what? My grandson, who's a sixth grader, is over there serving, serving one of those things. And it's just amazing to see him serving. And you know what, Father? It goes beyond the service hours for his school. Because what's happening here is his heart is getting engaged. And he's, he's shaping a servant's heart. A servant's heart. I was just blown away. And she goes, and on top of that, he said to me, Father, get out of here, grandmother. I got it you know? She's like, I got it. I got it. We're having fun here. Serving the little ones. Serving the little ones. Being a mentor. Being an example. Being another Christ. Independent of our age. No matter where we are in our walk, we can be those model servants. And I know last weekend I didn't have the grace of being with y'all at the nine o'clock, so you may be like, what is up on the wall? What does that mean? The servant gets it. Just a recap from last week. Last week we had the prodigal son, which really is the parable of the merciful father. That's the long form. So last week I read the long form. This week I'm having mercy on everybody, and I read the short form. But last week it was the long form, the long form, and, and it was all about the prodigal son, which we identify with, all of us, as sinners, as those broken, needing a divine doctor, needing God's grace, needing his help. But it's really the parable, it really was the parable of the merciful father. And what we saw is we saw that the younger son went off and kind of did everything, wasted all the money, came back, and the older brother, who was always there serving in the vineyard, there close to the father, in the home, his heart was far from the father. And that the one who is telling the parable, Jesus, who Isaiah identified as the suffering servant, The suffering servant modeling what it means to be a servant. Jesus is telling the parable. And the one who gets it in that parable of last week is the servant. The servant gets it because the servant who didn't have any inheritance that was coming to him came out and begged the older son to come back in. And Jesus is talking and speaking that parable to the Pharisees and the Sadducees in the time while he's dining with the sinners. But he's also speaking to you And he's speaking to me. And so the message last week was, the servant gets it. Jesus, who was rich beyond measure, like the gospel acclamation was sung, he was rich beyond measure, left his riches to become poor and born in a stable on dirt, in a cave, so that he might become poor in order for us to become rich. He left the Father's house and went after us who if we're honest we're all poor and we praise the Lord on this day because he lifts us up. When we get to the liturgy Eucharist and I say lift your hearts up to the Lord as we enter in that lift your hearts up to the Lord let the Holy Spirit lift our mind and yours our pour hearts up to the Lord so that we're lifted up to where the true riches are, the riches that come down from heaven. You see, Peter and John started to get this towards the end after Jesus went up to heaven and ascended. You remember the story? They're, they're walking to the temple to pray. It was that time, midday hour. They're going to the temple like y'all have come to the temple to encounter our Lord and pray this morning and they're walking along and they see the beggar. Remember that story in the Acts of the Apostles? If not, go find it. What a great discussion to have as a family about the beggar and what Peter and John did. They're walking along and they see him and Peter stops and he says, and his shadow casts on him, just his shadow. He doesn't touch him. He looks at him and he says, hey, you, you, you right there, look at me. No, 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 look at me. What I don't have to give to you in gold or silver, I give you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, stand up and walk. Where are the poor people in our world today? Who is truly poor? Oftentimes you go straight to the material and say the one without the material things are poor, but if you talk to Father Mike, myself and others who have been on missions to Latin America or other countries, you encounter some serious poverty where people come and say they only have one meal a day. But there's so much joy and they love Jesus in a simple way. You almost leave there, get on your plane, scratching your head and said, they don't have the latest new soccer ball. They're playing with like crumpled up pieces of paper on the street having fun and they don't have all the phones and technology and they don't know what they're missing but they're happy. They got something they have some riches that I wish I had. And I even get that as a priest when I walk away. When I thought I was gonna do everything right towards the end of the mission, these people helping us. I was talking to the group leader. I was like, you know what, here's the thing. We're going here. We're gonna celebrate mass for this family. You know, they got a dirt floor and they've got, they made their hutch their their roof out of some kind of tree, and we're gonna go over there and celebrate Mass. We better bring a table. We better bring some chairs. They probably don't have that. And I'm making all these judgments in my mind, getting ready for Mass, what I need. They blew me away. They shamed me with the Holy Spirit because I go walking up, and we get out of that pickup truck with all these high school teenagers in Nicaragua in 2014. They get out of that pickup truck, and we look. They had their home. The dirt floor swept they were in their best outfit. They had flowers all over the plastic tape table. None of the chairs matched. And they were so joyful because Jesus was coming to their home. To their home. And what that did to those high school students who I was with, who had so much stuff, not in a bad way. They had it. They knew their parents loved them. They loved their parents. They knew they were blessed. They knew that. Father, stop talking to us about we're blessed. We know we're blessed. But they were like, Father, I am not going to complain about what I'm served in my college cafeteria next year. I'm not. They got something that we want and our hearts want it and that's the true riches. Riches. That family, they were the servants. They were the servants who got it that day. They knew who was coming into their home. They knew, above all, who was coming into the home of their heart. So where are the poor in our world? I would say the poorest people in our world, independent of their economic or social status, the poorest people in the world are the people who do not know God. They have not encountered God. Because anybody who at least turns their heart, maybe they're searching, maybe they don't know Jesus. But their hearts were made for God. Their hearts are restless. And they're looking up and said, where's their God? There's probably some people right now, young adults or seniors or families in their homes or places who are crying out to God from their hearts. Their hearts are poor. And they're like, where are you? Where are you in my life? And Jesus is looking at you and me and saying, I'm with them. I'm with the parishioners of St. Gabriel's. I'm going to send one. I've gone to heaven, the Holy Spirit has come so I can touch their heart so they'll go out in that world and they will be my servants and they will bring you to me and they will help me lift up your hearts so that you too can praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, I'm just warming up now. I'm not even at the beginning of the homily. And I got the 11 o'clock mass. If I could, I'd take the one and I'd take the five because it's all about encountering Jesus. This is so awesome. How he wants to lift up the hearts of the poor. But I'd say the poor poor man, the poor woman, the poor boy, the poor girl is the one who just not know that there's a God who loves them. You see, believers believe that there is a God And believers believe that they are not God. The problem in our world a lot of times is people say there isn't a God and they believe that they're God. And they get lost in the darkness. But we know there is a God and we know that we're not God. And we know we're poor. And we need the riches that come down from heaven. And what we have freely received we are commissioned by the great commission of jesus christ to give freely what you have free received freely freely give go give it we got it we have the riches we have the riches the servant gets it and jesus is trying to appeal to the hearts of the people in that time that he walked but also our hearts today so let's take a look at the scripture I'm just getting started, it's only gonna be a 45 minute homily. Let's look at the scripture, he says, you cannot serve both God and mammon, riches. Let's take riches and just take money out of the way, okay? And think about the worldly things. All right, here's a question, it comes a lot, and I'm not picking on you teenagers, okay? Because it's just kind of the way it is and stuff like that, I'm not picking on you. I'm not picking on you, it's the way you communicate nowadays. And it's a way you can communicate in the right way, but watch some of those things that are going to try to rob your heart and pull you away from your family structure, from your parents, bring you down and make you think that you are not who you were called to be and who you are. You are beautifully, wonderfully, and uniquely made, and don't let anything on that technology tell you otherwise. Let your parents affirm who you are, let your siblings affirm who you are, and let your friends who truly know who you are and Help you to see who you are, guide you in the right way, but do not let the talking heads on that technology tell you who, who you are. Technology was created to serve us, not us to serve technology. Do I possess my possessions, or do my possessions possess me? Do I possess my possessions or do my possessions possess me? Jesus says very clearly that love of money is not evil, or having money is not evil, but love of money is not evil. Having technology and the use of technology is not evil, or having things of the world is not evil, but loving those and allowing those to be those roots that grow over our heart and strain our heart and wrench our heart, and ultimately what they do, my brothers and sisters in Christ, and I know... We all experience it. It just brings us down. And then we're crying out, Lord, save me, and he's there to pick us up. Because he's searching after us. The servant gets it that you cannot serve both God and Mammon. We're either going to serve God, or we're going to serve Mammon. We're going to get behind Mammon and the things of the world, and we're going to fall on that. And as they say, that the guillotine of saints and the assassin A virtue is human respect. I'm worried about what everybody thinks. I'm worried about my repentance. So it's it's a guillotine for saints. Bam, it's done. And it's an assassin for virtue. Any good that we can do. Because we're worried about what others may think. Thank you, Peter and John had the strength. They were worried before. They weren't all perfect, but through their relationship with Jesus and encountering Jesus when they were walking, they didn't worry about what the Pharisees said or the Sadducees said or anybody else said or anybody in the temple said. They saw someone in need. They looked at him and said, look at me. Tell me your name. Who are you? Jesus loves you and I can't do it myself, but what I can't give you in gold and silver, I give you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Stand up and walk. Do we know how we can pour out these riches in little ways You go to Harris Teeter not just always here to your Publix and whatever store, but just to look at someone and call them by name, look at their name tag, call them by name, look at them, love them, smile and say, I hope you have a good day. Hey, I want to let you know something. You're beautiful inside and out. God loves you because he created you that way. Or when someone says to you, how you doing today? You You get that saying, how you doing today? You say, I'm good. I'm good. Say to him, I know you're good because God created you Good. And this goodness you have goes from your outside and your inside. So I know, I know you're good and God sees how good you get. said because when he created man and woman, he said not only that we're good, we're very good. The servant gets it. Let's go on and pass this Luke 16 and let's go to Matthew 6. What I find helpful in, with scripture, it's a window into the sacred heart of Jesus. When we open scripture and we can all do this, you don't need to be a scholar. You get a passage on Sunday try to relate it to somewhere else in scripture on Monday. That's fun. Get the scripture from Sunday and see if your mind and your heart, you can relate it to something else that Jesus said on Monday or Tuesday. What a great table conversation at dinner, right? Here's Matthew 6, 19. Just three verses we're going to stay with. Do not store up for yourselves, treasures on earth where moth and decay destroy and thieves break in and steal. Don't store it up. Don't store it up. I'm not, not saying you got to take care of your families, you got to do this stuff. It's that, but it's like storing, storing, and storing, and it's closing in and storing, and it's closing in. No. Let's go on to the next verse. But store up treasures in heaven where neither moth, nor decay destroys, nor thieves break in and steal. We're talking about, Jesus is talking about the 401k in the sky. The 401k in the sky, if that helps you. Where's my deposit? Where's my investment? I come here on Sunday. Today is payday. Sunday is payday. Open up the bank account of your heart and say, deposit, Jesus. Put a deposit in my heart. You little ones who aren't getting any, any allowance, you're getting something greater than allowance here. Open up the piggy bank of your heart and say, Jesus, Holy Spirit, make a deposit. So that I can go out and make it a deposit in someone else's heart. In someone else's heart. The 401k in, in the sky. Retirement is important. My parents are online right now saying, When's he gonna finish this homily? We gotta go to Mass they prepare for the retirement. You you need to do that. You love your family. You take care of your family. We're saying that. But how much of my attention, myself included, I'm pointing at me too, how much of my attention on a daily basis goes towards my retirement that really counts, my retirement in the next life? What am I putting in my 401k for the next life? Not that I'm going to merit it and earn it all on my own. No, 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 not that. But in the end, the final exam question, Matthew 25, 40, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is going to be very simple. Jesus is going to look at you and look at me and my judgment's going to be a lot harder. It's going to be simple. How'd you love me? Lord, what do you mean by love you? How'd you serve me? How are you my hands and my feet and my eyes and my ears and my mouth and above all my heart, first in your home, second in your school and place of work and in your community? How'd you love me? 401K in the sky. Can we get a business plan? Can we get a family plan and talk it around the table? Sit around the table and talk and say, all right, what kind of deposits are we gonna make in our 401K each week? You little ones, I say it a lot and I'm not saying it it's just, there goes father, broken reckon again but a huge deposit for you in the hearts of your parents okay which is huge is simply make your bed that's telling your parents when you go off to school thank you mom and dad through my actions i made my bed because i'm glad that i have a bed and i'm grateful for that and if it's hard to make your bed or clean up your room it's hard That's training your heart to be a servant's heart. To say, I do this not because it feels good. Not because I I do it because I am blessed and I want to tell my parents through my actions that I want to thank them for that. And if you don't make your bed, don't beat yourself up. Just just try. Just try. Trying the little things. And maybe your bed making isn't it, but maybe setting the table is. Or doing the dishes. Or taking out the garbage. Or doing the chores of one of your siblings when they don't even know you're doing it which is a hidden act of charity and they come home from school and they're like, hey, who took out the garbage? My chores chari- my are done. Woo! That's big time. That's storing up, 401k, piggy bank in heaven. Let's go to the next line because this is a big one. This is a big one. Verse 21. For where your treasure is, there also will your heart be. The servant gets it From the heart. The servant brings all goodness from the heart. The servant serves with a servant heart. The servant doesn't count, the servant of Jesus does not count the hours, but counts the opportunities. The servant serves from the heart. Imagine your world. What would your world be like? Your home? Your school? Your place of work? If we live that approach. We may not be able to wear our faith on our sleeve or carry it around on a sign. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ wherever we are. We may not. But imagine your world. And I'll close with this final story. When I was thinking about getting out of the military, we had an awesome commander. He was a lieutenant colonel who became a four-star general. He was Commandant out of West Point and became the director of the chairman's joint chiefs of staff, and I met him in the Pentagon. Phenomenal man. I went to him leaving the military, that down with them i said i can go do sales with this company this company and this company my family's helped me get some interviews Da da but you know what sir at the bottom of my list i'm thinking about it but i don't know i'm thinking about being a priest in the military you don't lead with what faith you practice you live it so that people see who you are he was a special man And what affirmed and confirmed what I always knew was when he opened his agenda back in the days where you had those agendas. He opened up the agenda and he says, Richard, let me tell you something. This scripture passage has always guided my life. And in my heart I said, I knew it. I knew you were a believer. I knew you were a Christian. I knew it because the way you served as a leader of us all. I didn't say that to him. Maybe he's watching online. I doubt it. But. If he was, I'd say thank you, and I'm not going to say his name. But my brothers and sisters in Christ, that was an aha moment for me. I'm sure we've all had it in different ways. Because the servant of Jesus Christ, the servant who serves from the heart, gets it.